Hey, everybody. It's TH and Jessica here. And our guest today is Bradley Richardson. All about advanced adulting. He's going to get into it with you. He is like one of our signature ex experts. <laughs> one men. of our most faves. Really, like he, we are, we are big fans of yep. his and love the idea of advanced adulting. So, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. for being I, here, Bradley. I, I love you, ladies, and it's always fun to fun to be, do stuff with you. So now we get to do the full podcast. That's great. right. Absolutely. So tell us for where people did who advanced don't know, adulting come from, and why exactly. didn't I think of that? God, advanced <laughs> adulting. You know, it's so funny. I mean, and you know, we're all in the same, you know, somewhat similar age here. And you know, the adulting thing. You know, young young people or kids, my kids' age, they're like, oh, that, that adulting phrase is so old now. Yeah, but we're old, so it's okay. <laughs> but it was the the adulting thing there was a book about it that came out several years ago and it was just the basics of like what we teach our kids when they go off to college like okay you know here's how you manage your bank account and here's how you do laundry and all just the basic stuff and that's fine okay that, that's just 101 but no one tells you how to prepare for being middle age no one tells you how to prepare for being divorced no one tell except y'all now but like, no, one, <laughs> no one prepares you for um really the relationship part of it, the health part of it, um, the what do I want to be when I grow up for the second or third time? What exactly. When I'm, I'm 45 years old and you know, when my kids are grown, you look across and they're off at college and you look, you're, you're sitting there staring at somebody who you used to love or you don't know anymore or just figuring out who the hell am I and what do I want to do with the rest of the time I have because I've done what I should do or what was expected or what wasn't authentic. And the thing is, Every single that's advanced adulting, you know, and then you go even <laughs> We need the 101 course, yeah. But, you know, but it was funny. So, last week, last week I did it because I was dealing with some stuff personally, too. And we'll talk about kind of how I got there and all. I mean, um, you know, I don't claim to be the, the know all guru on things because that's important. All of us are living this, right. I don't care what you've done, who you are, how much money you have, where in the world you, you, you've lived. We all go through a lot of these same, same things to various degrees. And last week I was doing, um, you know, my, I've been estranged from my father for a number of years. And I'm thinking about trying, not a reconciliation, but okay, you're about to pass away. What about, you know, just doing something. And I mean, thousands of people just went nuts on this, on my commentary on it. And that's because it's such a personal thing. We yeah. all deal with aging parents. We deal with how do we handle those relationships that may have been fractured. Um, it's those things that are advanced adulting. It's not, you know, you and I talk about in some of the programs we've done about dating and divorce and getting me out there. And it's very, very relevant, but there's a lot of these other things about being kind of matriculating midlife. Or That's like intermediate adulting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's but it, but it ultimately <laughs> requires you to take a step back, stop pointing fingers at other people and other mm -hmm. things and look at yourself. So that's really, you know, it's a really brave thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like generally speaking, at least I hear more about women doing that and mm -hmm. doing the work, right? which is the work. Yeah. And I think you're really setting a great example for everybody, including men. Like it's Especially. important, it doesn't matter. If you're a man or a woman or how you identify or any of that, when it comes to understanding why you behave certain ways, why you allow certain relationships right. to ensue and, and why not? 
Yeah. Right. So that that's like my big like fan favorite feature for Bradley is that he's resonating with people and saying it's okay to do the work. There's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing wrong with you. But so even I really like that message. On top of that part of the messaging that I love too though is also like it's okay to to do it and not do it right and figure out that you didn't do it right and learning from your mistakes. I, I feel like a big part of what you're communicating out there is well, thank learning you. I, I, from, I, from mistakes. And, and, and that is an example that we need set out there. Well, what's funny is, is I think, and thank you for saying that. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't take that part for granted, but I don't think about it as often, but that is, that is such a huge part because huge. especially social media, Okay, social media, right. we see all these people that everybody's the damn, you know, perfectionist expert. I've got this. And, you know, it goes back to all the other things that we were talking about. You know, oh, you know, someone may have the, the perfect, you know, Instagram looking kids and family, yet their husband's, you know, sleeping with the admin or they're, right. they, they're having a breakdown. And these are the dirty bits that nobody talks about. Okay. But we all go through in some form or fashion to different degrees. And I think that's just it. Is I know, um, this idea of perfection, we're, we're trying to get better. You're never going to hit perfection, but it's um, the things that we, you know, I, some of the things I've seen recently, you look at like celebrities, okay, which I just mm -hmm. I abhor that whole celebrity culture thing, but you look at someone like a, when you have people who are going through a divorce, going through a hard time, it doesn't matter. You're still human and you're still right. going through this yep. right. and it still hurts. And it's not only about the hurt and pain. And I think that was another thing too, that I've, um, not discovered, but just it really was a realization that, you know, there's so many, so many hurt people out there, you know, and we're all just, you know, whether you've been hurt in a relationship with you, you know, and a relationship could be a divorce, uh, a long-term dating partnership or relationship, right. or kids, just that. And, and, you know, I was coaching somebody this, this week and they just said, you know, my life's pretty good, except I just feel lost. I just kind of wake up and I don't know exactly who I am. Now. We all have those that, days. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I'm not saying it's okay, but it's okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, well, okay. it's okay because sure. the minute you recognize that is your first new day. Absolutely. The minute yeah. you see something in yourself or something new that's been mm -hmm. happening that you, you've blocked out or you've ignored or whatever you've done, the minute that you see it, pat yourself on the back. Well, the other really important thing, and, and you know, in some of the things that we've done in the past, you've heard me talk about or use this phrase, but it's this idea of two steps forward, one step back. Right. You know, you're never going to have hockey stick growth. It's like, hey, you know what? I decided to change my life. I'm going to have a better relationship. I'm going to do this. Awesome. Guess what? It's not like this. It's this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're moving forward, it's the two steps forward, and then you're going to screw it up. You're going to go out and you're going to get divorced. You're going to try and date again. And guess what? One of them's going to go great. And one's going to be a train wreck. And one's a good person. Are you ever going to get hurt again? Yeah, you probably are. And right. that doesn't mean that it's all over and men suck and women suck and it's horrible. It's a matter of, hey, I'm moving forward. But this time, rather than waiting, you know, two months, two years, 20 years, I caught it early. Right. I caught it early and I recognized right. it. And well, I'm improving. And that's with with all of that, because I think that Tate and I would hundred percent agree about the whole, like, you know, back and forth, two steps forward, one step back. But in, from your perspective, from a guy's perspective and from someone who is open to doing the work and looking at yourself and kind of figuring out the mistakes that you've made that you can use to your advantage moving forward, what, what would you say were some of the biggest eye-opening things that you learned during your divorce, whether it was about 
how you communicate and how you could communicate better, whether it was about how you parent and how you could parent better, or maybe certain aspects of divorce that were surprising to you that you thought might be easier or parts that you thought were easier than they should have been. Like, right. you know, and, and everyone's divorce is different. Sure. And I think that that's very- This is important. no, just for you. Oh yeah. Well, I had a, I had a horrible acrimonious divorce. I mean, I, I was a textbook on how not to do it in a lot of ways, <laughs> but um, yeah, where were y'all then? But you know, I think part of it was um, I didn't learn the lessons until probably seven to 10 years after the fact. I think okay. that's really important. You know, and, and I think there's a lot of people who you still hang. Yeah, that's why you're not supposed to really go jump into a relationship right out of the gate. Okay. Cause you're still jacked up and you don't know what's going on. You haven't right. healed, you haven't figured it out. You haven't, you know, you haven't figured out what got you there in the first place. So for me, it was about, and I dated a boatload. I mean, I was that guy. I was like, all right, well, we're getting out of this loveless marriage. We're going to go try everything on for size, <laughs> which was okay, but it was masking so much. Yeah. And it wasn't until probably about seven, you know, I've been divorced 12 years now. Um, almost got married twice. Thank God I would like matrix dodged the bullet on those. And that was because they <laughs> hadn't really done the work on it. But for the, you know, to your, to your point for me, it was, um, taking the ego out of it, taking the ego so much out of it. You know, it's not about winning, especially if you have kids, if you don't have kids, totally different animal. I can't speak to that. Right. But if you have kids, it's a matter of what are you doing dicking around with this, you know, nitpicky stuff. Okay. You're playing the long game here. That's it. And really, you know, you, if you were in a toxic situation and you're still hanging on to that, you're just, you're punishing yourself and letting that person punish you way after the fact when really it should just be, you know what, you know, go, go with God, Godspeed to you. And, you know, I hope you find yours. You're not mine. Right. And I wish that I would have done that. I was, I got caught up in, um, you know, I, I think one of the things we've done in the past, we talked about narcissistic, you know, uh, untangling, and that's what I was in. But I think it's the, the, the other piece to this, there's so much. The other piece is finding out really who, who I was and what I wanted out of a relationship, what I brought to a relationship, um, that was it filling because I, I think a lot of people men and women especially men you know if you're going to go the i'm going to go on my hoe phase and do this you try and fill a hole that um nothing else can fill no woman can fill no woman no woman no relationship nothing else can fill that you have to fill that and be the best man you can and part of it and i think this is for men and women is really taking that look in the mirror and going okay you know no one no one asks to be mistreated um, discarded, abused, any of that, achieved, no, no one. But it is our fault. We are culpable to a degree for allowing it to continue. Absolutely. You know? right. And that's the part where you just kind of go, okay, you know, yeah, she was a bitch, but how did I, how did I show up in this? Okay. And how did you allow someone to treat you that way? That's definitely my role in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I allowed bad behavior. I allowed disrespect. Right. I allowed myself to be in a robotic relationship mm -hmm. and not want more for myself and settle. So we, we've done um, podcasts before. One of them is what I can control in my divorce. And it's 100% on you. Mm -hmm. You can right. control what you can control. So stop trying to change people, quote unquote, fix people. There's no such thing. None of those things are possible. Mm -hmm. But you can find your best self, date yourself, 
learn about yourself. Like I, whatever I, I was, I was always like a fun, like reliable, great friend. Right. Then I married this guy and I was still a reliable, great friend. And then I kind of disappeared mm -hmm. towards the end of my marriage. I was just like, I was just a functioning mother. Mm -hmm. That's really what I was reduced to. And the minute I was released from that marriage, I was so much better than I'd ever been before even. Right. Because I know so much more now. And mm -hmm. so, God, I there really aren't many things that I would change. I think the only thing I would change is that I wouldn't have waited as long, but I would that's how my body functioned yeah. for, for whatever reason. I need the it when to like we face it. plant a, you know, right. stake in my foot to wake right. me up. And that's what worked, but you become your best self as you start living your life according to what's best for you. Well, what's best. There's two things in this. Well, I want to go back to one thing. The other big mistake or thing that yes. I would do on that would be, I would not involve my kids at all in the new relationship at all. I mean, I would, I would slow play the hell out of that. Okay. And anybody that pushes you forward, you know, oh, well, you know, we had such a horrid broken family. Let's get everybody together and make the Brady Bunch. Horseshit doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, until it is, Hey, this is a real deal. This is for the long haul. This person's staying in our lives. Otherwise it's a revolving door. And it's, it's a bad, I, my opinion is it's right. a, bad, a bad deal. Um, but to your point of um, ATH, I think it's, we all get a do-over. We all get a do-over and it's okay. And I think that we discard that about ourselves sometimes. And I see that with so many of the, and I would end up working probably with more women than men. Okay. But um, it's, I see people hanging on to that. Well, this is who I am. This is what happened. This was what I was dealt. And, but you know, you're going to hang on to that five, 10, 15 years down the road of that same stuff. And you don't, you know, you do, you get the option now of shaking the etch a sketch. Right. And doing yourself, reinventing yourself. And that means the type of relationship you want, but also the type of friends that you have. I mean, we talk about divorce and, and partnerships, but friendships are a huge deal. I mean, you two are, you two are, you're an anomaly. I mean, you know that. I mean, you know, We're lucky. You're, you are rare in that you've been true, legit, connected friends for, you know, since college. There are people who I know and have friends since college, but I, you know, what I, what, a hard lesson for a lot of people in advanced adulting is, you know, history doesn't mean the connection. Just because you have history with somebody. No, but we've, and we talk about that also though, a lot of times in terms of how friendships change, because you're right. Like you can have friends and, and acquaintances and you, it, it, people fall away once you've been divorced and you realize, I think part of the reason why we're an anomaly and that we're so lucky and what we have is actually because we also went through our divorces together at the exact same time. So we have this special level that people, most people don't have. It was like a <clears throat> an unfortunate time, but we were able to share it together. Mm -hmm. So that definitely like connected us even deeper, you know, than, than could have been. But I, I think that it, it definitely changes. You yeah. realize the people that you, you know, you grow, you grow, you learn, you do the work, especially after divorce and sometimes you're like, you know what? I don't like my friends. <laughs> well, it, 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 you know, the, the friendship thing's an interesting one. It really is. Cause I, I, I deal with a lot with that too. You know, because it's the, what people want, they think, well, I want a person. Do you, do you really want a person? Do you really, because that's the default. That's the easy one of thinking, oh, well, I'm coming out of a marriage or relationship. I want another person. I want, okay, well, there's, there's a romantic partnership. Right. There's a companion. Okay. But then there's just connection. Okay. And connections bigger, broader, and can be with anything. And that really 
outside of all the sex and companion, all that stuff, there's, I want a connection. I want someone to see me, hear me, appreciate me, acknowledge me. Okay. That can be friends. That can be same sex, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, what, whatever. Okay. But I think that's the thing. Cause I think when I talk with so many people who are in this, this aspect of midlife and as we change, cause there are, there are these changing chapters. Okay. Whether you're an empty nester, whether you're a divorce, anything, um, you find yourself having to reinvent. You find yourself um, a new chapter. And sometimes they either don't know where to go, but it, it, more often than not, it boils down to loneliness and connection, you know? And I think that right. more so than saying, oh, I've got to go get on, you know, what can I do on this app? Swipe right, swipe left. Important, but not as important as becoming comfortable enough with yourself to have a connection and be someone that other people want to be connected to. That's paramount, I think. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real-life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. Part of our mission at X-Experts is to empower women at a very vulnerable time, during and after divorce. We love that BPP Wealth Solutions, the leading financial planning office, is owned and operated by women, and they help women take control of their financial future. BPP Wealth Solutions understands that building, protecting, and preserving wealth goes beyond the numbers. It's about empowering generations to come. Whether you're new to planning, close to retirement, or looking to leave a legacy, the BPP team of expert advisors guides you every step of the way. They believe your financial journey is unique, and that's why they tailor their strategies to fit your individual needs and goals. Women succeed financially at BPP Wealth Solutions because they know the future is female. Go to bppwealth.com and call them today to start building a brighter future for yourself and the generations to come. Yeah. And I think that as part of discovering yourself and it's not even, you know, sometimes people say reinventing yourself, but I, I don't feel like I'm reinventing. I'm just growing right. in a better way. Um, a lot of people that we speak to, you know, are looking for community, looking for like-minded people. So we say, okay, so what do you like to do? Like if you had a day free, what would you like to do? Well, I like to sew. Okay join a sewing club. Right. I like to ski. Great. Go join a ski club because then you're with people who share a core interest and something that brings you joy. Right. And that's how you build connection. If something grows out of it romantically, great. If it doesn't, who cares? You have people you can sew with and ski with. Right. And, and also like I, as, as Jessica and I have, have really evolved into ourselves all of these years. Um, I kind of feel like some people's voices became toxic. And I was like, Jesus, I cannot do this. And I did feel badly because they were stuck. But I, it couldn't be on me that they were stuck and they weren't letting me help them move forward. And so I had to let them go. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was for me because then it comes back to what you're saying. Like you have to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, it was not healthy for me. But then you have other friends who are like, 
happy go lucky let's go out every night those are the people i'm calling if i want to go to new york city and be like hey let's just you know shoot the shit and whatever so just remember like your friends might play different roles in your lives and they can still be your friends on terms that work for you not for them it has to be a give and take and it can't be like your marriage and it can't be like your bad relationship with a friend that you ended in a different form we talk about that also like you know here here's the shiny new object this great awesome looks beautiful and you know what it's it's you know lipstick on a pig sorry so well it's it's funny there there are two things i want to come back to what you said about discovering versus finding okay but but the first thing is um you know you're we go so much from a we to a me that's the hardest part and you know well we like to do this this is what we do this is where we go well you don't have a we anymore you don't it's gone do you still like it yeah yeah, exactly or i mean and and to your point th i um i remember one of the first dates i went out on i got set up with this i mean i was i was coming out of this thing of where i thought i was going to live under a bridge and be a troll and no one would ever look at me again so they set me up with this just stunning woman and I'm, I'm almost intimidated. Okay. Cause I was just coming out of this whole tra- you know, traumatic divorce and relationship. And she goes, Oh, so, so what do you like to do? And I froze. I froze. Completely. I don't know what I like and to I, do. And I, I go, I get to tell you, I go, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't because I didn't, because I hadn't explored those things because I, you know, and so many of us do that men and women are playing small that we forget. And now suddenly it's, we're no longer a we, we're a me. Well, you know what? I, I like certain types of music and I like to do this. And I like doing all these things that, that she didn't. So you go, oh, well, it's okay. That's bullshit. You get to redo this. And to your point, the, about discovery. So, I mean, I mean for those of you that, that are new, new to me, I'm fifth generation Texan. Okay. I've lived in New York city for a number of years, but I'm, <laughs> I'm in Dallas. I'm fifth gen Texan and from West Texas. And it's a totally different world. And we've talked, we were talking about this earlier beforehand. So um, for me, part of my doing the work um, was I, I, we use that phrase of finding yourself. And I went through a really dark period where I thought, you know, first of all, I do need to go find myself. And it was some people who were very, very close to me, my kids too, who called me out, my grown kids who called me straight out. It was like, dad, you're a shell right now. You're a complete shell of who you used to be and you need to figure this shit out. And that was mind blowing. And I had some close friends say that too. And I was at the time, I thought, well, I'm going to go off to Costa Rica and I'd rented a house in Costa Rica for a month. And I was going to go hang out and the spider monkeys and do all that, you know, find myself bullshit. And when my kids called me out, I thought, no, you don't need to go find yourself. You need to remember who the hell you are. And for me, I say the Texan thing, because for me, it was this idea, and I, and I use the phrase a lot, boots, roots, and big rocks. And so I took several months off and came back to Texas. And it was, I went to the people and places that made me. And it was knocking the dust off the boots. That's, so when you say to discovering yourself, I lose that analogy of boots is, you know, I forgot what color they were. I'd had so much crap on them before. I had no idea what the real color was. And so I needed to knock the dust off and shine them up and look at that patina of what it was and remember what that, that was that got me there, the roots. And I think that's for a lot of people. You know, who were you before you got into this relationship? Who were you before? What did you like to do? Do you still do it? Who does it? Who do you want to be? What are you faithful to in yourself? 
And so it's not the finding for some people it is, but a lot of it's kind of like, Oh, and I remember it, it was, um, you know, cause I had kind of, you know, I had become such a chameleon. I had forgotten what color I was because I was morphing into this marriage or morphing into this person over here in their life instead of figuring my own. And it was like, you know what? I kind of like a little bit of, you know, I can be a redneck and I can go to an art gallery. I like them both. It's okay. You are making oh. everybody else happy except yourself. Yeah, totally. Which is what so many people do. You find yourself, even if you're doing it willingly. And you know, I mean, it's like you grow with whoever your partner is. But Bradley, like when, because you obviously work with a lot of people post-divorce and and it is a lot about getting to a place where you can be happy on your own, right? The, all the experts and therapists and everyone will say, it's fine. If you want to find another partner, it's someone who's just going to add to the happiness. But if you don't feel like comfortable with where you are, then no one else is going to be able to do that for you. So what are some of the, what's some of the advice that you give your clients post-divorce in terms of not even just dating and, but like, and not necessarily rediscovering themselves, but like, how do you help people move on? Because I think everyone has the same struggles. You, you were like, who am I? Who am I without this person? Where did I go? Yeah, here's the thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what I say first is going to sound very service level. And I'm sure mm -hmm. someone will roll their eyes and go, oh, well, that's you know, great. You know, that sounds easy, but go get involved in something, okay? And, and go get involved in something. Well, that's what about people who are literally like, hold on, hold I don't on. know what to do. No, I know, but that's the thing. Try everything on. So, I mean, <laughs> I, and this is, look, I'm like type A, alpha extrovert okay that's okay but i don't like huge crowds okay i am great 10 people are under i am amazing okay but you get me in 100 people or 200 and i blend in i don't like that shit but what i did is i made a list i did i remember i'm at dream cafe in dallas one more one afternoon and i'm just like okay what do you want to do just crazy bullshit idea time okay i don't care how it sounds i don't care how it sounds or you know what i'd like to learn how to cook so I took cooking classes by myself. And you know what? I don't care what it was. It wasn't like, well, I want to meet people or what if someone says, or if this is weird. Okay, cool. I'm done. Right. And I did everything. I ended up, I mean, and I'll tell you the, the why in a minute, because this is important because I don't want people to think, oh, well, I'll just go get into an activity because the why is, is, is important. But <clears throat> like, all right, I, um, growing up, um, again, West Texas, you know, red, red, but I also played tennis all over the world and I was an artist as a kid. So I was going to be an art major, but my dad was like, oh, hell no, it's not happening. So I gave it up. The wife didn't like it. I gave it up. First thing I did, I said, hmm, okay. I found a very, you know, popular artist here in Dallas, a very successful artist and said, teach me. So I went to her studio once a week, like my Zen, and I threw on crazy, you know, trance music and shit. And she would sit there and smoke weed in the back and teach me shit. Huh? And I loved it. And I ended up becoming very immersed in it. I loved it. Not just doing it, but I became immersed into that Dallas art scene and knowing people and selling my stuff. Okay. So it's, it's that type of thing. And some of it I tried that I'm like, eh, it's okay. I don't like it. And that's, that's all right. But here's the, the part of the, of the, I say why saying that is easy. Oh, go find an activity. But here's the hard part. Okay. And this is the secret sauce, the unfun part. Um, you're going to get off your ass and do it. And what I mean by that is this is not why this is the hardest part of people I coach. Um, 
well, you know, there aren't any people out there. I don't know who to do it with. You end up doing it with the same incestuous little circle that got you there. Right. Which they're not going to, you know, you're changing. They're either going to be pissed off that you're changing. Look at you like you're a freak and go, weirdo, why are you wanting to do that? We don't do this, okay? And you go and you deal with the same people. You're going to have to actually get the guts, balls, or ovaries to do something on your own. And the point is, this is not like we were children. This is what I tell my, my people I work. This is not like when we're eight years old and go, hey, can Jessica come over and play? No one's going to come knock on your door. They're not. And so as uncomfortable as it is, I'm not saying turn yourself into someone you're not, but you are going to have to make the first move. You are going to have to go somewhere. You are going to have to sit in this discomfort for a while while you're doing these things. And you're going to have to stay and you're going to have to fight through it. And you're going to find yourself to be very powerful in doing that. That's a huge thing. And the other thing would be something is, is seemingly simple but difficult of actually asking people to do something. It's the grown-up equivalent of knocking on the door and go, can TH come out and play? You know? And I think one of the, and I, I've said this before, one of the most powerful things that ever happened to me, and, and I've done it, but I, when it, I experienced someone saying to me, and it was a man, you know, a friend of mine who we were acquaintances, but he was going through a divorce. And he goes, you know what? He goes, um, and I really didn't know him that well, but he goes, you know what I need right now? I need a friend right now. I really need a friend right now. I need someone to do something with, to talk to, whatever. We're very reluctant as adults because we look at someone, especially where where y'all live or other places. You know, right. you're, you're not, you know you're needy. I have so much you're respect for him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're bring me down. Yeah, it's like you know, weirdo. What do you need? What do you need? Well, right. No, that's that's powerful stuff right there. Yeah, it really is being able to listen and have someone feel that they're being heard. And giving that gift to somebody. But to hear that message for someone to come to you and say, here's what I need right now. Like, it kind of makes you feel like, why don't I ever do that when I'm in that position? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny. And here's something that's very important too, okay? And, and an offshoot of that. So some of y'all know that my, one of my, my best friend's a woman, okay? My best friend is, is Dr. Karen Luis in, in Atlanta, okay? And it's funny because people think, oh, men and women can't be friends. Well, you know, look. Earlier, after post-divorce, I screwed that up hard, okay? It was like, you know, I was like, half my women friends I probably ended up with, okay? So big mistake, too. Don't do that. And, <laughs> um, but when, when we became friends, um, it was important to me. And I just said, look, I said, I understand you probably have a lot of men who you know, they are friends, but they're slow playing shit, you know? It's the, oh, when the late, you're late one night when you're drunk or whatever. It's just, you know, no. I said, I would rather have you as a friend. I need that right now. Okay. Right. I need, I need a, a powerful, smart, attractive female in my life who I am not with. Okay. And I said, that's, it. and I said, my promise to you is that will never, ever occur. And it, you know, again, like my sister, I'm closer to her than my sister. Oh, my sister's not watching, but, um, <laughs> but, but no, my point is it doesn't matter if it's, you know, just a same gender relationship or friendship or whatever, but that vulnerability of going, Hey, you know, this is, this is who I am and what I need right now. And the, the other piece to this, the follow-up piece is, it doesn't have to mean your lifelong buddies. You know, it doesn't have to mean that's it. It's an ebb and a flow and some stay and some don't. And, um, but having that, um, that backbone to take the chance and they're not all, you know, like I said earlier, two steps forward, one step back. Cause you're gonna meet somebody and they're gonna be shitty. You're gonna, mm, okay, well, not everybody is. Right. That sense of community. And, and I think that, you know, back to what you said before, like you're accountable to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're going to make a commitment to something that's of interest to you, whether it's cooking or just going for a walk every day, making a commitment to yourself is, is really brave and you only have yourself, you know, to blame for going or not going. Right. And honestly, sometimes like I put it on my dog. So if you have a pet, that's easy. So she's going to start barking. She has to eat. Anyway, right on cue. I feel guilty about not walking them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm accountable for going for a walk every day. So I get up and out of my house every day. Otherwise I'd sit at my desk all day. Right. So I put it on the dog that like, well, I got to do it for Daisy and I got to walk the dog. Right. So that's an easy way for me to be accountable. Cause then she's going to look at me like, uh, lady, you didn't walk me today. Mm-hmm. And then, so even if it's something as it seems little to get up and go for a walk every day, if that's, what's going to clear your head and get you up and out or whatever, take the dog or take your kid, be like, oh, let's, let's go to the park today. <laughs> I just like the idea you know, the message really being, you have to be an active participant in your own life and take the reins for whatever you want the results to be. Because for all of us who've gone through divorce, we all know how dark, how scary, how, how overwhelming it, it can be. We all know how isolating it can be. Yes, TH and I had each other, but we still had all of the feelings that everybody has. So for everybody out there also listening, like we literally have lived it. So we get it. We've been there before, but if you have an idea in your head of what you know or think that your life can be, only you are going to be able to be the one to make that happen. And that's Bradley's whole message. Like, if you don't know what you like, try a lot of different things, you know, go take the cooking class or the flower arranging class or, you know, whatever it is. And it's in, you know, it's so funny because the other piece to that is there's, there's really, it's multifaceted. So everybody's different. Some people, you know, we think of like a bucket list, for example, okay? I'm not saying that, oh, create a bucket list of like, I'm going to go to Kilimanjaro, but I mean, it's like, okay, think of it in these, these silos though. So for some people, it may be travel, okay? For some people, right. it may be an activity. For some right. people, it may be connection. I just want to be around people and volunteering and service. Awesome. Right. It may be education. It may be, I'm just learning. You know what? I'm fascinated. And, and like, I'm I'm a geek that way. I'm like, okay, I'm like master of arcane weird knowledge and, and I can MacGyver my way out of a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's that type of thing, but it's different for everybody and that's okay. So figure out, there's no, well, I need to go get involved in this group. No, you don't. If this is your bag right. here, you know? So that's okay. Figure out where that. You that's. just have to do something, but I feel like it's, it's that messaging of like, you know, I, like I'm not a person who's going to go and travel alone. I'm just not, I'm just not, that would not be enjoyable for me. And I, I understand the importance of getting out of your comfort zone, but like, and I, I happen to not cook. So like cooking class wouldn't necessarily be my jam, but like, I, I feel jam, like, Jessica? um, I would like to take a flower arranging class. Okay. I feel like, I feel like seeing the results would make me happy in the end. I wouldn't mind learning how to cook, but not like what people think of for cooking classes. So, um, like but air fryer, toaster, feel, exactly. That's my uh, kind of cooking too. But I do feel like the whole concept of like advanced adulting and the and the correlation of that for someone who's been through divorce. It's it, like you said in the beginning, Bradley. You know, now is your chance for a second chance. Yeah. 
And it doesn't have to look like what it's looked like before. You you don't have to be stuck in that ways. Even small things for women, like your sense of style, the way that you do your hair, your makeup, the things that you wear, like you have so much opportunity now to like be the person that you kind of wanted to be with Mm -hmm. no judgment. I love the idea you said, you know, and I don't think about that that often about the style thing. Um, but Big. It, hey, for men and women, okay, I'll tell you what. So some of the pictures that, that you know, that my girlfriend Shannon seen some of the pictures from when I was married and she was like, Jesus Christ, she dressed you, didn't she? I mean, it was, <laughs> and, and I, it was funny. So after I did, after I got divorced, it was like, okay. What do it, I like? It's, you would know, yeah. Okay. What do I like? Okay. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman. It's like, okay, who do you, for me, it was just like, who do I think is badass? Who do I think is just a badass? I yep. don't care if it's a celebrity, a dude I know, whatever, but you know, whether how they carry themselves, how they dress, how they act, whatever. Okay. Some of it doesn't fit me, my personality, my like, whatever. Others, it does, you right. know, and it's just kind of what. You'll never know till you try though. And I think that's the bigger message with everything. Like you'll never know till you try, but you have to try. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Right. Literally. You literally have nothing to lose and you have everything to gain because you learned a lesson. I don't like this. I don't like that kind of person. I don't like this type of situation of being with a hundred people instead of 10. Learn, put yourself out there to learn. That's the only way you're going to grow, right? Is if you try and you're a little vulnerable because that's where the growth like really starts to take off. So thank you so much, Bradley, for being with us today and sharing. And you guys can find out all about Bradley on our website. Plus he's going to be around a lot because- But I will say one of the great things that really attracted us to Bradley and that you'll love if you look into more of his advanced adulting or following him all over social media is like the message is very direct. There's no bullshitting. Right. It's it's, no, but that's, I think, really important. You know, even even if there are times where you're delivering a message that might be hard to hear, we like the fact that it's like it's direct. It's saying it like it is. And we think that there's that's hugely important for this stage, this divorce and post-divorce stage. And so I really appreciate that about you. And I think that everybody listening, like go check him out, all of his other stuff. Obviously you can find his information on our website at xexperts.com, his profile page. But when you do the deeper dive, you'll see that what he's putting out there and what you can get from him is really going to be able to help you move forward. Thank you. So thank, thank you, you for I appreciate all of that. It. I love the work you do. So, and thank you for including me at Jeremy with your people. Thank you. Bye.